Welcome, everybody, to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710, uh, the holiday edition. Can we say okay. Christmas edition? Yeah, we did can. I, did, did I offend if I say Christmas edition? I hope not. not no, this no, room, no. Right? You, you just okay. said it. It's out there now. DeMarco Farr with yeah. Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison. Uh, let's just get right into it, man. Uh, it's been uh, a crazy week when you think about first you get blown out by Atlanta, then Jeff Fisher gets gassed. You, you hire John Fossil as the interim head coach. Underneath all that is still the the Todd Gurley comments of middle school offense, and you have to go to Seattle for a Thursday nighter. So we were all looking to see how that game would would, would turn out. Well, they got beat twenty four to three in Seattle, and uh, <laughs> we always say like, um, how does that old adage go? Sometimes um, the score is not indicative of how the game went. Yeah, I think twenty four to three was accurate. I mean, yes. when you think about Very 24-3, accurate. to 3, that was accurate. Am I right about that, guys? You're absolutely correct. Uh, they, they, offensively, still, yeah. nothing was going on. Seattle's defense pretty much controlled the, the game the way you expect them to control a game up in that stadium. Uh, no life from the offense. Nothing. No playmaking no play on either side of the ball. That's been the case for quite some time now, and, and it showed up in that game. Kirk, do you think this defense is a great defense? Because I kind of think they've taken on a sparring partner's mentality now. Yeah. They're just good enough to make the other offense do just enough to stay ahead. They are a good defense, not a great defense. Um, Sometimes they're borderline decent where they just do enough. Yeah. And the more and more you watch them, you see some of the holes that need to be filled when you start looking toward next year. But for right now, too much for this team, not just defensively, just in, in general, they have to have be perfect almost in every game in order for them just to be in it. I, I'm with you. I, you know, I was trying to put myself in Russell Wilson's shoes, <laughs> and, and and let me look at what he's looking at. Okay, so when I break the huddle, I see 99, right? Right. That's probably the first guy I see. Maybe 52 next. Let yeah. me find out where 52 is. Yeah. Alec Ogletree, yeah. he, he's that, a danger. That's, that's next. Yeah. Anybody else in the secondary really make you go, uh, I'm not sure I want to attack that guy. You know, the one guy who I do like, and I've, I've loved watching him play, and I think he'll be better. Um, I, we were talking a little bit off air, a little yeah, bit yeah. about guys who you want to see back. I just love LaMarcus Joyner. I, I want to know where he's at because he's a guy that I feel like he's not being utilized. If you miss him, he better. could be right under your ribcage. Exactly. <laughs> right. I, I think he's the most versatile guy on that defense, and I think there there's more for him there. I think right now, because of the injuries you got at corner, you got to put him out there a little bit more, playing in the slot. Um, I believe that if you utilize him better, he will be a guy that can. I'm not calling him Polamalu or yeah, yeah. Reed, but he's a guy that can play safety, slot corner, blitz him off the edge, be in the box. He does so much that he's a recognition guy if I'm a quarterback. You know, I've always wanted to ask Eric Davis this. Um, okay. When you look at how the Rams and, and their safety situation, basically they've got strong safeties, right? And somebody's yeah. got to play the free. Um, how would that affect you as a corner? How does that affect you as a corner? Because, like I said, through Russell Wilson's eyes, I yeah. got a backup safety and a backup corner. No shock in the world I'm going after that <laughs> those two spots. Yeah, well, how does it affect you as, as a corner? Well, the, this is the thing. How do you plan on playing the scheme? That's the right. issue. That's how it affects you because if you don't have safeties that – the coaching staff feel comfortable playing in space, putting them in situations to where uh, they can be on their own, then it's going to – you're going to end up babysitting. One one guy's going to end up babysitting the other. because That's right. why you play a lot of the zone coverages, the combination coverages. You double. It's because there's no trust in one of the players. Yep. So you end up with two guys covering one guy as opposed to leaving that guy one-on-one. Uh, and whenever you start trying – whenever you feel like you have to babysit a position – 
and and try to hide someone, you leave holes out there, yeah. and it makes it makes the defense vulnerable. It makes your secondary vulnerable uh, because you're not as aggressive, and that's always been the issue with, with me. Whenever whenever you have a guy that can't do everything, you got to be efficient at everything yeah. to play in the NFL, and then you need some. You need to be great at something to to have a really solid unit. At you all. can't just be tackling a corner, right? No, 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 no. no. You can't. You, you, know you can't be just a great tackler. You got to be. Corner. You got to be an efficient tackler. You're right. You can't turn them down. Yes. But but if you're a, if you're a great tackler, right. tackle tackler at right. the corner position, then you're safety. Right. Yes. Okay. okay. Right. That's the girl <laughs> you know with the great saying? sense of humor. Uh, Rams all access ESPN seven, uh, LA seven ten. Um, you know, I, I don't want to neglect the offense. Um, but just real quick, what did you think when Troy Hill got beat by? ball one on that one yard touchdown is there anything you could have told him before pre-snap that that's coming i don't uh i mean well, that was a hell yes. of a move by ball that was i mean you got to give credit with credit was due he shook him into the ground i understand and, and the look, ball was right there troy is still fairly young in the, in the national football league yeah and he just came back up he just came back up. right but eric will tell you you know this as well that you know what is a the guy across from you, what's his ability? What does he want to do? And where am I at on the field? Right. How can he hurt me? How can he attack me? I'm going to take away two routes. I'm not going to let you run a slant because of my position, and I'm not going to let you get inside of me. So regardless of what he does and dinks and moves and hitches, the only route he could have ran was a double move go in that part of the red zone, Right. that part of the field. And it's just the inexperience of a young corner who bit on the fake as if he was going inside, but your position had already took that away. And all it did was just open up a wide-open throw for Doug Ball. I mean, right on the money. you you got to give Wilson credit, too. It, was it, it almost money, cracks me up what corners do after they get beat for touchdowns like that. But he broke his ankle, though. That was, right. Oh, my God. Broke this everything. Broke his pride, too. This wow. Is, this is what I'm going to say on that. Okay. Great move. Nice move. Right. It happens. I'm gonna try to so, rough you. So you can well, no, you can sit here and, and you can sit here and talk about all the things that could have possibly happened. You could have yes. known what the guy was gonna do by alignment, what they like to do down there. At the end of the day, he hit the B button and nobody was expecting that. <laughs> right. No coach can tell you what to right. do in that yeah. situation. But you know what I can tell him? Why are you looking at the quarterback? He ain't yeah. throwing to you. Uh-uh. Wow. So that's where he messed up. Yeah. Okay, you got shook at the line of scrimmage. You have time to recover. You know why? Understand the game. Yes. He's throwing the ball over the top outside, mm-hmm. which gives you more time. If he shakes you, you, so all these type things that you're trying to do, and he's just sitting here looking, trying to figure out what's going on. And he, did you notice he's when he got froze shook, him? Yeah, yeah. He, he just froze, froze like a deer right. in the headlights, and he started looking right. at Russell. Well, I guarantee you, he could he could have stood there. Yes. Until this moment, Russell was not going to throw the ball to him. Exactly. That's what he did wrong. Well, I think that's the underlying deal when we talk about good defense, great defense. At that moment, you needed to be great, especially with what you're trying to t- defend. Yes. I don't mean Seattle's offense. I mean your own offense and its inability to score. When we come back, we're going to go down the offensive side and talk about you have two games left. Uh, either make it or break it, prove it or get out. So we'll talk about that next on Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Welcome back to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. This segment of the Rams All Access show is sponsored by the Barbecues Galore, your local source for the best tailgating gear at the absolute lowest prices guaranteed. Visit bbqgalore.com to find the store nearest you. I love barbecue. Anybody love barbecue? Man, um, is that stereotypical of me? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. As a big guy. As a big guy. <laughs> as a big D lineman. Yeah. Yes. I do not trim stereoty- fat. You probably like donuts yeah. also. I, yeah. Well, see, that's just going too far. That's fat. <laughs> 
shaming right there, man. No, no, just I'm just saying. Yeah. We always had to worry about the D-lineman stealing the donuts. I wouldn't yeah. steal donuts, but I am heading for the ribeye in any steakhouse. That's where I'm going for. Uh, speaking of steakhouse and ribeyes, um, I think every defense in the world, especially on the road, I know Seattle did. Uh, I talked to Michael Bennett pregame, and I told him how much I respect him as a player. And I saw Cliff Averill warming up, the uh, Seahawks defensive mm-hmm. end. And I thought, man, what must they think of Jared Goff at this moment? What must they think of Rob Havenstein and Greg Robinson at this moment? Uh, it can't be, wow, this is an all-pro. Um, let, me, let me get my game up or I'm going to get buried on, on national TV. It's how many sacks am I going to beat these two for? Yes, they were thinking Padger stats. They were yeah. thinking they look delicious right so, now. That's so what they were thinking. With a lack of protection, because um, the Rams are struggling in pass pro. I yeah. think that's fair to say, right? How do you accurately judge Jared Goff at this point, Kirk. Yeah, that's that's the tough part because I've been trying to, and I'm saying, okay, well, he's done this well, but you know what? He hasn't converted on third down, and we always go back, well, what about the drops? What about the times in which guys may have ran the wrong route? Or I've always said the clock in Jared Goff's head is faster than a Tom Brady or Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, some other quarterbacks that are getting better protection is that Is that a good thing? Having a faster clock, or is that just because he's about to get hit? Well, I think it's it's a little bit of both. Okay. Because the clock in his head is that, okay, i got to get rid of the football in .3 seconds because if I don't, I'm, I'm going to get hit. I'm okay. going to get hit. Where other quarterbacks have a chance to go one, two, three in their progression and get rid of the football. I'm not sure Jared has had that opportunity just yet, and when he does, he gets hit in the mouth. I've seen him go through the progressions and get down to a check down or try to you know elongate the play a little bit, and it's hard to really say that, is his guys not getting open as well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to evaluate Jer, but there's so many other factors that are going in that it's tough, and it's only been four games to really see the sample size of work. Eric, were you expecting more out of Goff? Did you expect to see a different offense, or this offense go to a new level once he took over as a starter? Uh, well, I was expect no, 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 <laughs> no I wasn't. What, what I was expecting to – I just wanted to see his skill set. Right. Did I expect the offense to morph into some some type of offense that was going to score forty points a game, like you're with the Saints or yeah. New England? Maybe not or forty, Atlanta? but more no. than three, though. Uh, well, no, yeah. I, no, because and I'll tell you why. Because the skill position players didn't change any. The, right. We're talking the offensive line; yeah. it didn't change any. Now you just talked about the clock that he has. I don't think you know the clock is no different for any other quarterback. It, it seems to be running a lot faster, faster. than real TikTok time for him. Why? Because he's a young quarterback. Every player comes into the game, and the game is faster than they expect it to be. Things happen at a much more rapid pace because you have to make all these reads. You have to un- all, understand all these things. And, and and I always say you can learn an offense or a defense on the on the sideline, right. on the chalkboard. You don't, get, you don't get better <laughs> right. until you actually get out there and you feel the speed. You feel the heat. You feel the pain. That's what that's what's going to make him better. So, I I wanted to see the ball jump out of his hand. How 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 does he throw that deep comeback? How does he throw the seam route? Can he get the ball down the field? Does can he move in the pocket? How how does he feel pressure? All those are the type of things I wanted to see. But his receivers are his receivers. Yeah. His tight ends are his tight ends. His offensive linemen are those guys. And yeah. on top of that, the puppet master. Didn't change the yes. offense. The, the offensive coordinator, Boris, yeah. who is moving the pieces, Rob Boris is the same guy, and he is going to call what he calls, and it didn't change. Well, let's just have some fun with this because somebody asked me on the way in, and this is not a joke. They said, "How do you think the Rams would play against Alabama?" I said, "The Rams <laughs> would win, no doubt." Oh, they destroy them. I, I would say, yeah. I'd say ten nothing. 
<laughs> you said 10 That's nothing. what I'm saying. But I think that might be fair. No, no, because no, no, of, no. Because of how you're struggling on offense. But no. let's just pretend like you're a new coach coming in, and yeah. you're going to watch film without sound. There's yeah. not going to be any sound. You're going to be in a dark room yeah. watching just tape of just guys, and you're going to be looking for flashes. So let's just go through the roster, okay. and you tell me if you were the new coach, you would bring back or let go. Let's start with Kenny Britt. Kirk, if, you, if you're watching the tape, if you're the new coach, and you're watching just video without anybody else, any context, just Kenny Britt, his body of work, how do you, would you bring him back for next season? Yes. Tell I me why. To. I will bring him back because the production is there, but his inconsistency in the drops. But then I look at what else I have on my roster. I don't have anything else, really. I got a bunch of young rookies who didn't really get an opportunity with the Michael Thomases, Farrell Cooper, Nelson Spruce. So, really, you have to bring back Kenny unless there's somebody I can go out in free agency that can give me that same type of production. That being said, uh, I'm not trying to you know get into some of the free agent talk, but what yeah. about an Alshon Jeffrey? Because if you bring in a guy like that, then I think you don't bring back Kenny. Do you Britt. care how Kenny finishes? He's got two games left. Uh, I mean, I want to see him go over 1,000 yards. I okay. mean, that, that, To me, I, I don't care who, what you're doing. You get 1,000 yards, that is production. That means you're out there. That means you are – uh, a guy who, to me, is you may not have you may have the inconsistencies with dropping the football. That's why I care. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm jumping. Yeah. In. That's why yeah. I care how he finishes. He's dropped too many balls too many in balls. crucial situations. You want to see me. him finish? Yes, I want to see him finish strong. I want to. I want to see. But do that. you bring him back? I, I bring him back because he's my other receiver. He's, he's yes. not my number one. Okay, but but he's, I, but he's in my rotation. He's right. in my top five. So body yes. type. He's young enough, and yes. you like what you see. Yes. All right, here's a tough one. Tavon Austin. I'm not sure if there's much you can do there. If I you want to depart Von ways, back. But go ahead. I bring Tavon back. In what capacity? Um, he's a returner for me. Yes. He's going to have to learn how to handle the hits on kickoff. He's going to yeah. be my punt returner. I can throw him in. He's a Devin Hester. I can throw him in for a couple of plays here and there. He's not a restarter, starter. He's not no. a one or two at the wide receiver position. And I got to go back and I got to talk to the guys upstairs and look at it because I paid him too much. Right. So I got I need that money to go out and get myself a receiver. So we got to discuss that as well. Right. Um, he, and I hate no, talking he, about guys' he, money. He, but. he is going to be my wild card. He'll he'll be back, but he's going to do everything. He's going to do everything he, for he, you. I'm talking about he is going to do everything. What can he do? Well, I mean, he's going to have That's, to run. He's going to have to run the football. He is going to have to do kickoffs. He's going to do punt returns. Pretty much what he's doing now. What yeah. he's doing now, yeah, yeah. but it okay. has to be to a point where I don't want to take him off the field. And because you 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 have to find. What is he really truly best is at? Is he is he, he a good well, enough? We already yeah. know what he's best at. He's a returner. Is he a good enough yeah. slot receiver to threaten your best nickel? No. No, not Is yet. he a, a do you think so? Well, he, no, I, no, because I see how people match up against him. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, he doesn't and, work well in between the numbers. And, I'm not and good that. coaching and good defensive ends, I think, take away his end of rounds. Yes. For, yes. for rush attempts. Yes. So I I think what Eric is saying is you're left with returnability. He's a returner. It. Yeah. That's it. And so you can't and I can't put I can't put starting wide receiver money into a tweener. Okay. Right. And, and that's what he is. He's he's a talented guy, yeah. but he's a tweener. He doesn't have that position. Quickly up front, offensive line, pieces. Do you like the pieces? The young pieces, the Greg Robinsons, the Rob Havensteins, the Cody Wickmans, Jamon Brown. Do you like the young pieces? Enough to say that if I get my own guy in here, I can get something out of this O-line. Better than what I've seen. I, I think, really, coaching. Okay. You know, we're we're going to get a new coach. Because this offensive line a year ago was much better. In St. Louis, 2015, yeah, yeah. this offensive line was pretty decent. They didn't right. give up a lot of sacks. They ran the football well. I don't know what happened between last year to this year. This offensive line regressed. And so did Greg Robinson. He was on the verge last year. I saw him. The feet were there. You say, okay, this is going to be his year. And all of a sudden... 
he regressed. So I think it's more about the coaching because you invested in some good big time offensive line. Hey, what's up? Uh, there are some guys I would bring back. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned Greg Robinson. I would yeah. move him inside. I think he's a guard. I think that some of the new rule changes where you can't cut guys from the backside and all these things. I think that has affected him. It's, right. um, it has affected ha- um, Havenstein. Yes, and I think that you could still bring in coaching and the physical aspects of what you need at the position is there. But I think you need to move some of these guys around. All right, don't go anywhere because we got to still discuss Todd Gurley, the big Todd Gurley question. Uh, Is it him, the O-line, his middle school offense? Was that accurate? Plus, we're going to talk about some uh, division games remaining. We haven't talked about Arizona and San Francisco the last two games coming up. We'll get to that next. Rams All Access, ESPN 710, ESPN LA 710. Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Uh, We left talking about Todd Gurley or getting ready to talk about Todd Gurley. Um, I don't know how how much of Todd Gurley you guys saw in 2015. (laughs) <laughs> because the team was in St. Louis. Um, no, I saw him. You did. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of Todd Gurley last season? Or before that, even at Georgia? What did you think there? Solid runner, downhill runner. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not a whole lot of wiggle, uh, but he's a, he's a slasher. He, uh, once, once he gets to the next level, has the speed to run away from people. Uh, but, he, but he needs to get going. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought about him. Uh, shocked when the Rams picked him with a blown knee? Did that surprise you at all? Yeah, uh, it surprised me because I thought Trey Mason was coming along. Okay, and I thought that you invested in him a year prior to that, and but I thought it was just that's who Jeff Fisher is because remember the year before that it was Zach Stacy and Benny. Right, right, right. You, you had this list of backs, so he always wanted competition, but that's what a Jeff Fisher team was. It was running football, running, yeah. running, and when you can add a Todd Gurley, who was a guy that you can kind of store, let him get a hundred percent healthy. He would have been a top five back in the National no doubt. Football League if had he, you know, been you know not injured, hurt himself. So at the same time, him drafting him, yes, I was shocked. So bursting on the scene in 2015 and then to 2016, based on what you've seen now, uh, do you think it's more a function of the offense, the offensive line, or is something different about Todd Gurley in your opinion? I think it's a function of Todd still learning the game. I think it's, I think it's it's dual. The offensive line has not put, and I think we all agree it has not played as well. Yes, I think the creativity within the offense itself um, has there, there's a stalemate there, so teams understand what they're trying to do. And if you if you can't, you played. We all played defense in this room. If we know what right. they're doing, you're not gonna give it to someone that one. Right. That, that that's what I always had coaches tell us. When you know what's happening, you got to be dead on on that play. They they never get anything on a play when you know what's coming. You better show me something different. So and and the offense has been too vanilla in that aspect. And then when when I say about Todd um, not still learning football, not understanding how to set up your blocks, not yeah. understanding what a defense is going to do, not understanding where the danger is coming from at the next level. Once you do get through that first wave, how is this defense designed? Where who who is replacing where? Is it a safety coming down? Is it if is it the backside backer coming over? It's like he. He never really knows where they're coming yeah, from, yeah. which yeah. which negates his ability, I believe, to break tackles. Another thing we've seen, because he doesn't know. It, it, it's That free hitter, sometimes I don't think he knows where he's coming you from. You know what, Kurt, but, it's funny. The comments he made about middle school offense, yeah. I know it seemed like, to me, I know it, to, it seemed like a lot of people that right. he was pointing fingers. It seemed like a kid that was asking for help. That's yes. what it seemed like. Well, because yeah. he, I think he's not patient enough to run a zone running scheme. You okay, I mean? go ahead. So when you put him in the zone, you want to – for him, he wants to get it and go. In the zone, you got to be more patient. 
you got to let it develop. You got to let it develop to a point where you may have to take it backside. He's a front side runner, meaning that when he gets the football, he wants to go right here and go. How many times have we said, wow, that was a great cutback by Ty Gurley? Uh, no. <laughs> right. That's not – uh, Preseason? Not, preseason. He made one hell of a left turn. I remember oh, yes, that in preseason. That play, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was out of the zone. I think he never really has bought in and trusted in that zone running scheme. He's been at his best when, what, he's hitting it downhill. The quick hitters, whether yeah, yeah. it's a fullback or him in the dot. And so I think more of that is where – Ty. that's why he, I think he was trying to conform into – what they were trying to do offensively with the shotgun. Okay. And that's not who Rams All Access, uh, ESPN LA 710. Real quick, same thing, same scenario. You're the new coach. You're watching film in the dark by yourself. Important to see how Todd Gurley finishes the yeah. season, these uh, next two games, Eric? Important for Todd? I mean, is there something you want to see him do? I, I just want to see him run well. Of course I want to see how he finishes. I want to make certain that he comes out with the fire and passion that he said everyone else needs to be playing with. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see that happening, but I want to see improvement. I've seen too many times, we've all watched the film, how many times this year have you seen Todd run into the back of one of his linemen? Right. Too many times. Like, like he doesn't even, that's what I'm saying. Like he's running blindfolded. He's got to get a better yeah. understanding of the game. Or a better player of glasses. That happens because you don't understand what's happening in front of you. You don't understand where your linemen are going to be based on what the defense is doing. I think that's, that's a very important part of it. Frank Gore is a guy I talk to all, all the time. time. Yeah. I always love the way he played. Underrated, but if you, but if you yeah. if all, Frank's going to Hall of Fame. Hey, he, I hope so. And Frank and what, first ballot. What people didn't understand about Frank, and they still don't understand about Frank, is how good he can make offensive linemen by understanding where everyone is. This is a guy that th- there was a point where he was setting protections when they yeah. were switching out the quarterbacks yeah, and yeah. Carry, all that stuff. He would set the protections. He understands what's happening. Todd's got to get an understanding of the game to where he knows where people are coming from, so you know. You don't need to run your back into that lineman based on what's happening across there because everything's open outside. Go ahead, Kurt. He's got to yeah. get 100 yards. Let's be honest. Yeah, see, th- thank he, you. He's, he has to. Some sort of benchmark, you, you right? you got two yeah. games to get over 100 yards. You change your mind game. You change your mind about him if he gets 100 yards? I, I just want to see it. I want to see that ability. I want to see that guy drag a defense one time. That's like, it's like a corner all season long not getting a pick. Yeah, it's like, just you know one time. I, mean? I want to like, see I, that. I need something. Yeah, you know what I mean? it, it that, probably, that is the benchmark for a running throw back. at you, that could happen. Yeah, see, that's it, different. <laughs> that, could, that could happen. That's what I'm right. saying. You might you not have I mean. a bunch of picks if they don't throw at you, but what I'm also saying, you might not be able to get 100 yards if the guys in front of you are doing the exact same thing, and the defense is calling out the plays you're doing. Yeah. I don't care how good you are. You still got to get 100. If the, if the defense knows what you're doing, no, you're not going to get 100. I heard from an opponent, uh, a friend of mine, that said 89% of the time the play you think is coming is the one that's coming. Yeah, It's easy to play defense that way. Yes. Yeah, all you got to do is hold your gap. He's going to come to you. He's going to come to right, you. Right, that's the way it goes. Um, let's flip back to the defense. Um, just like the Tavon Austin question, tough questions for the Rams in the offseason. Your best corner. Tremaine Johnson is coming up again. Would you pay him the big money, the long-term deal? I mean, we're, we're talking Josh Norman-type money to keep a Tremaine Johnson on this football I, team. I'm going to see if someone else is going to pay him the Josh Norman-type right. money. You're going to let him test. I'm going to I'm gonna okay. let him test, and I'm going to let him see where the market is. He he's, has shown that he is a solid pro. Um, would I like him back? Yes. Am I paying him, you know, Josh Norman money? No. no. If the, if someone else wants to do that, yeah. no. And this do is the like reason Jermaine? why. Do you like the way he plays? I, I I like what he's capable of doing. I do. Yeah. I, big I, I body do. type. I, I like mean, the big body. Yeah. I like what he's doing. But this is the thing. Paying Tremaine that type money, how 
much better does that make my defense? Yeah. That, that's what I have to think about. I, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but right. but is this the type of defense where mm. that guy, that position? Am I, I got instant pressure with 99. I, right. I need somebody that can shut down one of these receivers. So I I, I, I do have yeah. to have a number one. You're absolutely yeah. right. I have to have a number one. But is but do I have to put that much money into him? Is, is he that much better than the next guy I can come in? That's what I have to. You start mean pay a guy about. or draft a guy? To I, replace him. Well, free agency coming. I can yeah, do yeah. both. I have an opportunity okay. to draft a guy. I have an opportunity to get guys in free agency. Interesting. Um, linebacking. Alec Ogletree playing middle backer. This is your area of expertise. Yeah. What do you think of Tree staying at middle? Uh, or would you like to see him slide back to weak and then bring in a thumper? I want to see him move back to the uh, to the outside. I, I think you got to bring in a different kind of middle linebacker. Uh, I even see Mark Barron playing more of a Sam linebacker, playing over the tight end a little bit more. If this is what you're going to do in the 4-3. Right. And that may help. If that's out what the, you bring in, that's yeah. what you bring in right. because it's going to be different. I, I just don't see. He's a playmaker. He's a guy that can go sideline to sideline, but you can't put a guard or or somebody in his face. You cover him up. I think he can make a ton of plays, but you need that thumper in there that can stop that guard pulling around that somebody can get in there and go make that play. Whereas I've seen this team try to fit up too much. Just go make that play. You know, it's interesting, man. I mean, like we said, uh, the new coach coming in is going to have a lot to work with, a lot of good pieces, but let's deal with the real. No matter what happens, if you're playing out the string, you still want to get a W to make yourself feel better. So we'll get to that next. Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Welcome back to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Oh, before we move forward with San Francisco talk, um, what did you guys think of the fake punt in Seattle by Pete Carroll? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, it was mean, comical. You, but I'm just yeah. When, yeah. when the ball bit the punter. No, like I a, mean running a fake like a punt, man, badger. When you're up three touchdowns. What do you think about that call? I have no problem with it. Yeah. I, I really don't. It's professional ball. There's no such thing as running up the score in pro ball. Yeah. There's no such thing as rubbing it in because you. we all know that there are guys on every punt return team that are assigned to make certain that the ball is kicked. True. So if you so that's this if league. If you give it to him, this league it. is all about testing. But it your may rules. have cost you a punter. It, it, well, I mean, he got knocked well, out. No, the first yeah. thing I thought was serves you right. <laughs> no, no, he, he you got your punter killed. No, the punter got himself killed. <laughs> he started running, and did you see him looking around, after about thirty yards? He was yeah, looking he around, like Robin waiting. Williams in best of time. He was <laughs> waiting for somebody to come <laughs> and hit, hit me, him. Hit me, hit and me. then nobody was there, <laughs> right. and then he got nervous and dropped the ball and it bit yeah. him in the throat, and it yeah. just got ugly. I had to laugh a little bit when. Oh you no, did, I was yeah. dying. Yeah. I laughed, but that was Pete Carroll, though. That that was Pete kind of sticking it to John Fossil, who we've known over the last. Has gotten him for, on for, a few the, of those. for the failed fake punt when uh, Johnny no. Hecker one hopped it. No, for the, the one, one up in St. Louis. Okay, okay. okay. You know, so we're, we're yeah. settling old scores. So oh, that's Sean Payton is settling old scores. Yes, and now Pete Carroll is settling old scores. But you got to think the one that settled the score from the uh, the year prior that lost in the game. That's true. Remember, no, but this that is was a thing. game in which that, You're that up looked bad. Twenty-one points. I'm going to say this is the thing. I'm going to say the same thing about the St. Louis game in which the fake worked for the Rams against Seattle. Yes. I'll say it about this one. You, how do you not look to where the ball is kicked? True. Right. I, I played on these teams. I played on teams. You're always you look at the ball while you're running down. <laughs> you don't look at the returner. You look and see where the ball is going. Right. I don't understand how no one did that. No one tracked the ball. This one, you that your parted, rules. That oh, your rules. I mean, didn't it just open up? Oh but my when god! This, when this part <laughs> is open, that means that that means that they are looking at the Rams team, saying they that you. they are not. Yeah. They are. Are not doing their yeah. jobs. So, if it shows, 
It's we're going to take advantage of it, and that's on the Rams. That's no not doubt. on Pete Carroll. What did you think that said about Bones Fossil and Jeff Fisher? Because they're known for catching people, and then yeah. they get caught with a fake. Well, it, well, okay. Now this is this is the thing. That I mean, I, I, I thought that was kind of. I mean, come on, Pete. I this guy's <laughs> first game, man. Come well, on. exactly, and that's what yeah. Pete did. He I mean, test- if that was Jeff Fisher. I get it, but he, this is Bones Fossil. Come on, he's man. He's testing his rules. Okay, okay. Right. You know, even even you know him trying to fake punt that didn't work. Midfield. All of these things. It's <laughs> yeah. it's different. It's different when Fossil is the special team guy and the head coach is going to you saying we're going to do a fake right, right. here. Right. I even think the point of the game in which he called a fake. That wasn't a smart move at the time. A better pass, maybe he gets it. Maybe. Maybe he maybe. gets the first down. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe uh, but I, I don't happens. think he gets it regardless because yeah. there was someone there. I don't think he gets it. But I yeah. still, you know, just just it showed yeah, that yeah. that was his first head coaching But there was uh, some space job. there with the defender. Maybe yeah. he, tur- he turns and we'll picks say up. Maybe. We uh, one more thing about that game. Jared Goff getting knocked out by Richard Sherman. Yeah. Great shot by Richard Great. Sherman. I mean, you dream about those types oh, of shots. Oh, that's what you dream. You, you wake up in the middle of the night for this. <laughs> was there any question that Jared Goff wasn't coming back in that game? If you're on the sideline, if you're up in the booth yeah. watching Jared Goff, your franchise quarterback get knocked cold in a game that's already over, would you bring him back into that game? No. Uh, he, he took the shot. You saw his eyes kind of roll back. Yeah. And you, you got to protect your quarterback. And right. I don't want to see Jared Goff turn into RG3. You know what I mean? Well, we see RG3 too many times. Too many hits. Too many hits like that. So that this is the one that, look, Jared, you don't get out of bounds. This is what happens. You're going to be on the sideline, concussed. You're more valuable to us. Get out of bounds. I know you made a nice little run. Now get out because you're hurting right. the team with you not being out there. I agree with Sherman. You, you don't I, get freebies down there. You don't get freebies. No. And, and, no, if he passes concussion protocol, I put him back in the game. Uh, because you're talking about him being Robert Griffin III, and Robert's issue is not to- – that's a decision-making thing. Robert needs to learn to get down. Robert got yeah. hurt this year. Why? Because after everything that happened, <laughs> he tried to run over someone. Same thing. Um, right here with Jared Goff. You got to get out of bounds. This is the league. Everyone's going to hit you, and they're going to hit yeah. you hard. Right. So you got to get out of bounds. Did bow- you think you so, weren't going to get so, hit there? So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so – I'm not teaching him anything by sitting him down. I need you to get every rep you possibly can get. So if you're concussed, I'm not putting you out there. Right. If okay. the doctors say that you are ready, that you can go, yeah, get your butt it. back out there. <laughs> Guess what? The next time you get in the open, step out of bounds. Right. Okay? Walk out. <laughs> Th- that's, that's all I would tell him. But go play. You're attacking the goal line in one of the best scoring defenses of yes. the last decade. And he's not going to get any. Right. We just, I said it already. Yeah. Jared Goff is not going to get any better on the sideline. Right. Nope. He's got to play. He needs every. And going against the Seattle Seahawks defense is a really good learning experience for him at this if point. If you survive it. Yeah, if, if you, you survive, survive it. it. A lot of people have died. Trying. And speaking of that, uh, <laughs> news that Sean Mannion is moving up to number two. Case Keenum is dropping down to the third quarterback probably right. won't play. Um, have you? What do you guys think about Sean Mannion? We, we, small sample size preseason may get a shot because Goff was knocked out of a game. Right. Could happen again. You never know. Interested to see what Sean Mannion has? Yeah, very interested because we saw him in the preseason and you say, well, why is this kid getting the opportunity? What flash? His arm? Yeah, his yeah. arm. He's got a big arm. I mean, and you see it. He can make all the throws. To me, uh, the only thing he's just – very statuesque in the pocket, you know. He yeah. not, not, presents not, a not, not, pretty not, picture. Yeah, not yeah. A, not a mobile guy. Yeah, but to me, I do want to see what he can do because he's going to be on his roster regardless. He, look, he's only his second year; still got two more years under that rookie contract. He may have to start a game for you. You don't know, so this is a good evaluation for Sean Mannion to see what he's got. And if hey, it works out, we've seen quarterbacks like we talked about can get paid off of 
two opportunities yeah. in, that, in a regular season game. Hey, the the greatest quarterback I've ever seen personally was bagging groceries the year before. Right. So stranger <laughs> yeah. things have happened. Uh, I told you, we'll get to that San Francisco game coming up, and that's really important. Uh, but you never know. It could be Sean Mannion time. We'll see what happens. Rams All Access, ESPN LA, 710. Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710, Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison, I am DeMarco Farr. Hey, do not miss Reed's Furniture's Christmas Warehouse Cleanout Sale. It's perfect. It's a perfect way to comfortably kick off the holidays with a 20 to 50% off the entire store. Stop by Reed's Furniture in Agora Hills right now. Go get you some new stuff. All right, San Francisco. Um, How much have you guys been keeping up on San Francisco film, game film? <laughs> I watch it. I actually do. Well, I'm a I mean, film nerd. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you got you got 49er gear in the house, though. Yeah. So that's different. Maybe. That's different. Yeah. yeah. I maybe. bet you got your whole uniform somewhere. Yes. Um, Hanging in the closet. No. Still dirty? No, I don't. I, I don't. You know what? There may be some jerseys somewhere around, but I don't. I, I really don't have my uniform. Anymore. You don't? Okay. Not even my Super Bowl. Tim McDonald stole my Super Bowl uniform. He stole? <laughs> yes. Why would somebody steal your Super Bowl uniform? Um, He was going to hang it up and put the jerseys again. And all the stuff and everything, yeah. and he took it, and yeah, he stole, he stole. Well, when I, when I went, when I went back to get it, yeah. he, he, it, it was gone. It was gone. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah just, so I don't even have that. Just remember OJ when you go ask for your stuff back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just just saying. Uh, uh, Kirk, uh, San Francisco tape. Because I mean, look, uh, trying to go through matchups at this point, well, yeah. we know both teams. They're they're both out of the playoff right. race. So the way I look at it is, this game is more about your home fans. Yeah. The last time they saw you in the Coliseum. The coach got fired. Right. Atlanta, without their best weapons, ran you off the field in the Coliseum. It was ugly. So I think this game is more about your fans. Yeah. What do you think about this weekend? Uh, it is about the fans, too. Yeah. And remember, this is played the day before Christmas. Right. So at least give them something to cheer about. <laughs> but, you know, we've talked about it on the San Francisco 49ers side as well. They've lost 13 in a row since beating you. This is the one game that they think that, look, we can get these guys. San Francisco feel that they can beat the Rams. You ever been that bad in your career <laughs> on, a, on a team that bad to where you're looking to the one team you know you can beat? Uh, you know what? I was on a team that was 4-12 and 12, uh, in Carolina, and we beat you guys. That year. <laughs> no, no, we beat you guys. I knew it was I think, here. No, yeah. I think we beat you guys twice that year. Yes. And, yes. and I can tell you that we were 4-12, and 12 and we yeah. weren't that good. That, that was the worst team I was ever on in my life. So you looked at us and said, oh, we can get them? Well, do you know why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because we knew that we could match up. You know this okay. game is about matchups. Match right, and right, we right. knew, like, when you guys came to Carolina and it was that cold, it was a cold day and everything, we knew and we convinced our coaches, just let us play man-to-man, just yeah. go after them and just beat them up. Because we knew that your offense was a fast-break offense. So we right. were like, we just got to beat up your time and just make it rough and, and know that guys are going to get upset and everything. And it worked. That sounds like a 2016 game plan right now. Doesn't yeah. that sound like the 2016? No, it is. Yeah. yeah I know, feel like I can match up. If I, the San Francisco's defense probably feels like they can match up exactly. with the Rams' exactly. offense. Yeah, just, it, they want to play one-on-one on the outside. Yep. And basically, look, this is what the Rams – what do they present to you now that they, that's changed from week one? Nothing. Well, Nothing. Now, this is the one thing I will say about this game, Kirk is correct. The 49ers are looking at this one because they their previous win, their only win only is win. versus the Rams week 1. Shut you out. They are sitting <laughs> and they are coming into this game saying, "Okay, we can get this one." But the problem there, yes, I've watched the film, I've paid attention to it. Of course, yes. I pay attention to what's happening up there just like I pay attention to what's happening here. That team is in complete disarray. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have the quarterback talking about that we need a culture change. They they're worried about coaches and players and front office and everything just like here. Uh but the one thing that the Rams have going 
This is the first game that they've had in a long time that they are actually a better team. Yeah. The 49ers are horrible right now. The Rams are a better football team. See, that always team. makes me nervous when you put that out there like that. They're a better team. The Rams, the Rams should win this team. If, if not for the Cleveland Browns, and I'm not even okay. certain that yes. the 49ers could beat Cleveland. So your mind's eye, how does this game turn out for the Rams? The Rams should win this game. It's how? Cool. Like what? How? Yeah. Well, Score, I, defensive struggle. They're going to have to take it away a few times. It, it's, it's going to be a defensive struggle, but they should be able to score because they should be able to take the yeah. ball away because the 49ers turn the ball over. The 49ers can't sustain drives. They don't play solid defense. They can run the ball. Yeah. Right. That's the one thing they can. But this team can stop the run. It, when they're when they're doing their thing, they're so stout up front. They're yeah. stout up front. Yeah. I mean, the, the strength of the 49ers well, is Donald's running the ball. Front. Yeah, the, the strength is running the ball. The strength is stopping the run here. So just to be, they they are better. They're better <laughs> than, but than the 49ers. To be embarrassed like that on Monday, that still has to resonate. And if if, if I'm John Fossil, be embarrassed on Monday and Thursdays and <laughs> Sundays saying, and still, though, Saturdays and I'm turning Wednesdays. That, I'm, I'm turning that tape on because I'm, I want Aaron Donald to remember how frustrating that game was. Him. Throwing his helmet like those, are and the then type throwing of things. a flag back at the official. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> those those are the type of things that you got to remember. This football team that was a long time ago, but a bad night. This has been a great Rams All Access, guys. Thank you for stepping in, Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison. We'll see you in the Coliseum, ten twenty five kickoff. Rams San Francisco. Excuse me, ten twenty five pregame Rams versus San Francisco Forty ers L A Coliseum. Uh, Rams All Access, ESPN L A seven ten.